Hello guys, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode of the podcast, I'm going back to my off-season outlook series, and this week we're going to have the Metro Division, and next week will be the Atlantic Division. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I had fun recording this, and just enjoy this episode, have a great week, keep on listening, thank you for listening, let's get right into it here. As you guys remember, for this series, uh, how we do it is... We look through each team, see how what they're going to have to do in the offseason. We take a look at the draft, and now I'm going to be taking a look if they've been eliminated from the playoffs because I didn't ha- know that info before, but I know it now. And the Carolina Hurricanes are the first team up, and they have not been eliminated from the playoffs currently. They swept the New York Rangers. It was a bit of a surprise to me. I thought it was going to go to five. I thought the Rangers would come out a bit more flying. And for free agents, they really they have a couple guys, but... Just name a few. Joel Edmondson's a RF a UFA. I think they're gonna want to keep him for sure. He was make three point one. I mean that's a bit high, but I feel like he's definitely a defenseman of value. And Sammy Vatnin, he was retained salary. He was making two point four three seven five hundred on on the on the Hurricanes, and he's gonna be an, a UFA as well. I I think they won't sign him. I don't think they'll have the cash. And then TVR Trevor Rans, he's like I think. He's a good defenseman. I think they should definitely keep him. He's a UFA. And then Hayden Fleury, obviously, you should keep. But I don't know how much he's wanting to stay in. Stay in Carolina. I don't know how much he wants to. And there's no UFA goalies, but... Wait, there is a UFA goalie. They're both expired 21-22. I think they will try and get a different goalie because... I don't know, James Robert played good. If he keeps his hot streak that he has right now going, I think they might want to keep him for next season. He might as merge as a 32-year-old starter. Like, he played pretty well. It was impressive. He kind of kept the Rangers in that ser- in the or the Hurricanes. He stopped the Rangers from staying in that series. He pushed them right over the edge. And for forwards, we got Warren Fogle, RFA. He's, he, I love Warren Fogle. Ever since I first saw him play, I've loved Warren Fogle. He was on his ELC, so he's just getting off his ELC now. I think they definitely will try and resign him. As long as Justin Williams, he is also a UFA. I think if he wants to stay in the NHL, he'll definitely stay with the Hurricanes, depending on how well their playoff run goes this season. And for the draft, I think it'll be quite a late pick, actually. So I don't know who you really want them to pick. It depends very much on where their pick is and what the, I think they definitely will try and go for maybe some forward depth or they'll go for a defenseman or goalie. But I'm not the GM, so I don't know for sure. And I'm thinking they'll get quite a late pick, like 24, 25, maybe 22. So I'm thinking a good stud centerman for them because I think Jordan Stahl is going to be out of the league soon. So I feel like they could really use that number two center, even though... They have Vincent Trocek, but I don't know. Vincent Trocek could play the wing as well. But I think Murat Kusnatinov. I'm probably not saying that right. I'm butchering it like crazy. I think that would be the perfect pick for the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe Jan Mizak as well. Those are both two players that I think would fit very well in the Hurricanes organization. And speaking of organization, their organization, we got to look at their prospects that might be ready for next season. And looking at their prospect list, I only see one that I think will be ready, and that is Jake Bean. And Jake Bean's very interesting. I really liked watching him play. He's 21 years old, so 
For a defenseman, it's not surprising that he's not in the NHL yet. But I think he should be in the NHL next season if they want any hope for him. If he has any hope in their organization, I think that he will stay. The, the Hurricanes have to play him next year if they want him to stay. That's That's for sure. If they want Jake Bean to stay in their organization, they need to keep him for next season. They need to play him. And if they don't, they have to trade him at the deadline. Like, seriously. He just needs ice time. He wants to play. And another one who might be able to play next season, I'm thinking Dominic Bach could be able to. He's 20 years old, 6 foot, 179 pounds. Last season... 40 games played, 11 goals, 6 assists. Not horrible numbers, especially since he was playing in the SHL. He is 20 years old, though, so I would have expected a bit more from him. But, you know the Swedish leagues. Not many people put up too many points. Like, if you look, it's a tougher league than, I wouldn't say the NHL, but it is a very tough league. And maybe Ryan Suzuki, not this year, but the year after, I think for sure, Ryan Suzuki would have a chance to play. Um, another one could be Pyotr Kochikov next season after, or after both their goalies are gone. I think Pyotr Kochikov would get a chance. Also, now Alex Najokovic. I'm surprised he hasn't played yet, but whatever. I guess Reimer and Mrazek have been hot at times. So that's the Carolina Hurricanes. So let's move on here to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And the Blue Jackets is a very interesting team. They have a chance to be eliminated. As the time I'm recording this, tonight they can be eliminated. So, I don't know. If they get eliminated, I think they definitely have... They'd be the team I want Lafreniere to go to the most. It'd be the most reasonable team for him to go to. Because if you look at their UFAs this season for defense, they actually have no UFAs at all. They're all RFAs, so that's that's kind of good. So you can have the qualifying offer type stuff to make sure you don't lose anybody you want. And for, on the defense, Vladislav Gavrikov is RFA, but he's not quite Group 2 RFA status. He hasn't played the n- enough amount of games, so he's ineligible for an offer sheet. So Gavrikov cannot be offer sheeted. And funny thing about Gavrikov, if anybody here watches Bardown who's listening, he looks exactly like Corwin from Bardown. I'm not even kidding. He, he looks exactly like him. And then another RFA defenseman is Gabriel Carlson. I think he's... Carlson's a very solid defenseman. I think they might want to keep him. Same with Gavrikov. He played very good in that Leafs game in the series so far. And if you look at their goalies, they're both extended. Corpy's extended for two mil, 2.8 until 2022. And... Mersey is extended from 2022-2023 for 4 mil. So I think we know who the starter is going to be based on how much they're paying them. And for forwards, RFAs, it's a lot of guys who you would think wouldn't be important. But there's one big one in there. Ryan McCandless is an RFA. Kevin Stenland and Jacob Lilja. Also Devin Shore. I think Devin Shore will try and keep as well. But the other guys, I think they're a bit expendable on keeping them or not keeping them. But the big one, Pierre-Luc Dubois. And I think he honestly could be offer-sheeted. I'm thinking the most likely team to offer-sheet him would be Montreal. I don't know. He 
he would be pretty expensive. I think he could be upwards of seven to eight million dollars. He might be sign a bridge deal though. I could see a six point seven five by three, something like that. Similar to what Braden Point got. I don't think he's quite Braden Point caliber though. So maybe a little bit less. But yeah, I think he definitely the if the if the organization does not keep him, they're doing something wrong because you really want to keep a guy like Pierre Luc Dubois on your team because there's not many guys like Pierre Luc Dubois out there. Because he can play the wing and center. But I feel like he's a lot better on center. And for prospects that could come into the league. Well, we've already seen Liam Foody come in. And he's been played great. I've watched a couple games. He's played amazing. So I think he definitely has a great future in this organization. And next season, I could see Andrew Peake. He's a defenseman. I don't know if he's already played yet. I haven't been paying too much attention to them. I really like him, don't get me wrong, I really like the Blue Jackets, but I haven't watched much of the games. And I think he could be in the NHL. He's a solid defenseman. This season with Cleveland, he had 16 points in 29 games. Very solid for a defenseman. And then another one could be Kirill Marchenko. Could be ready this season. It's very unlikely, but I think he might might be able to. So yeah. That's who I think could be ready. I think those are some solid players. I think uh, the Blue Jackets have a solid prospect pool. And for the draft, that's the last thing we have to get to, the draft. And I think they're either going to get a top 10 pick or they're going to get a bottom 10 pick. Nowhere in between. So let's just say they lose. They're obviously going to take Lafreniere if they get the first overall pick. But let's say they get somewhere like let's say they lose to the Leafs. I, I don't I don't I don't want this to happen at all. Let's say they get the ninth overall selection. I think they would be a team that might try and go after a guy like Holtz, maybe trade up and get Raymond, because I feel like Raymond on that Blue Jackets team would be insane. Cause then you have Atkinson on the first line with Dubois and Raymond. Oh, that would light up the league. And then on the second line, you have Alex Texier, Oliver Brookstrand, maybe put Riley Nash there. I feel like he's, or Alexander Wenberg, actually. It's a very solid team. But let's say they get a late pick. Like, let's say they're around 24, 25. They get another right winger. I think they're going to go after German forward J.J. Pederka. I feel like he's very solid. He definitely would be a great pick, pickup for the Blue Jackets. And you can never go wrong with a guy like him. He's a great player. I think that'd be a great pickup for them. And moving on here, the next team is the New Jersey Devils. And the New Jersey Devils are very interesting. I thought they were going to be a bit competitive this season, actually. You get Jack Hughes, you signed P.K. Subban, but P.K. Subban played like dog crap. So, that could be the reason why they're not where they are. And for the draft, they have, I think they have three picks. Yes, they have three picks now. It's official because Vancouver was eliminated, or was not eliminated. They eliminated the Minnesota Wild, so they got to keep all three of their picks here. And for UFAs and RFAs, they actually have a couple. For goalies, they got to resign Mackenzie Blackwood. That is the priority number one right there, Mackenzie Blackwood. And on defense, you got Mirko Mueller. He's he's a solid defenseman. Frederick Clayson, he's kind of a bottom pairing guy, but he's probably playing top four in 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 New Jersey because that's New Jersey. And Dakota Mermis. 
Remus is 26, making 700k. I feel like he's definitely, you don't have to resign him. There's, I don't know. You don't, it's not that important. And then for RFA forwards, or UFA forwards, they've won Kevin Rooney. 27 years old. He can play center in the wing. He's a bit expendable. I think he's definitely a AHL guy, though. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to keep him at all. I think, I don't know, maybe if they want some depth, they can keep him. But there's no point in actually keeping him. And then Jesper Bratt, he's also a very important guy. He is he's a great player. I love watching him play. He can play either side on the wing. He's getting off his ELC. I think he's going to make like four or five mil. He's playing. He played very well this season, especially on a struggling Devils team. And then John Hayden's an RFA as well. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I think about John Hayden. Like he's decent, but I don't know how much of a priority he is to sign. Is he that important to the New Jersey Devils? I don't know. Um, he he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he could always play AHL. I guess too. He'd be very cheap. And then the last RFA forward is Joseph Anderson. I don't know much about Joseph Anderson. He's 22 years old, and this season with the with the Devils, he played 18 games. He had six points, and actually with the with their AHL AHL team, excuse me, in 44 games played, he had 34 points, 15 goals. That's very solid numbers. Quite impressive from uh, from Joseph Anderson and from my dad. And then let's get on to their prospect pool, and then we'll get take a look at the draft. Who I think they should pick in the draft. First guy who I think could be potentially ready. It's actually Nolan Foote. I think he's made some great strides in his game. And if he can play like he did in the World Juniors. Whole key. We're in for a treat. Him on a line with Heesher. And maybe throw Hughes on the right line. Or Gusev. Whole key Dinah. That is insane. And then, the second guy, I think, he could be ready. Ty Smith, I think he he made some strides in this game as well. He had 52 points in 42 games this season. Very solid numbers. He had better point numbers than Nolan Foote did. So, I don't know. That's pretty impressive. And then another one, they have a good prospect pool. So, I think Jesper Bockfist could be ready next season as well. He's also a left winger, but I feel like they need some guys who are going to have to play right wing. They have so many left wingers in their system. The only right-wingers they have are John Hayden, Joseph Anderson, Bratt, and Palmer. I guess that is four. That's a full line, or full lineup. But yeah, Jasper Boquist could be ready. And for the draft, they have a they have a lottery pick that's already been determined. And they have the seventh overall selection. And I, I really only see it as three guys here that they could pick. It depends on who goes where. And depending on who Ottawa and... Anaheim takes, but let's say Anaheim skips on Raymond, and so does Anaheim, and or so does Ottawa. Sorry, I'm thinking he definitely should go to the Devils, and if if they can't get him, I'm thinking Holtz, or maybe if they don't have that much trust in Blackwood, which I would, I think they should. I think he's a very solid guy. I think they should go after Alex Holtz too. Maybe Jamie Drysdale if they want some more defense. Because really on defense, they got Subban, Severson, Butcher. That's really it for a solid defenseman. But 
Subban needs a bounce back if he wants to be worth that $9 million for three more years. And they also got a couple guys who are coming in the system, though. Like Ty Smith. And maybe they drafted a good guy like Jamie Drysdale. Let's say he's ready. I, I highly doubt it. Let's just say he's ready for next season. It's very unlikely. But you never know. And moving on from the New Jersey Devils, we have the New York Islanders. And I, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of the Islanders. I like I like Matt Barzell. So they have they don't have a first or second this season because they lost it. Okay, no, never mind. Let's go back to the Devils here quickly. They have three draft picks. I totally forgot about that. So they have the seventh, and they could have eleventh and seventeenth. Let's just say. I'm thinking they're gonna take with their eleventh overall pick. They could take Jake Sanderson, and then take Holtz or Raymond there at seven. And then with their eleventh, they could take Sanderson or Jarvey, depending on who they pick at seven. And at seventeenth, I think Rodion Amirov or Dylan Holloway would be great pickups. So now we can go back to the Islanders. But I just wanted to quickly add that. They have no first or second round picks this year, so they're really trusting on being competitive. And let's look at their goalies first. Thomas Grice is a UFA, and I don't think he'll stay. I, I'd love to see him. I think he's going to go to either San Jose. He could go to Winnipeg, depending on if they keep Rossois. Um, Maybe Anaheim is a backup, but I think they love Ryan Miller there. I don't know. This is a difficult one. Because, I don't know, Thomas Grice is a solid... Uh, goalie, but Ilya Sorokin is ready. He he will be playing next year. He's on his ELC. Like he's starting his actual contract next season. So I don't know. I think they definitely could could get rid of Grice and not have to worry about it because Sorokin will be ready. He's a bit younger. He's nine years younger. Grice is thirty four. I didn't actually realize he was that old as a goalie. It's impressive actually. He's still playing. Then for defensemen, they got one UFA, two RFAs. I think they're not going to keep Andy Green. I feel like he's played like absolute dog shit after he came over. And he was even scratched for a little bit. I thought, oh, no. He was played over Noah Dobson. I'm I'm pretty mad about that. I loved, I wanted to watch Noah Dobson play so bad. But they had to put in Andy Green. And then Ryan Pollock is an RFA. They're definitely going to want to keep him. And same with Devon Taves. But... Devontae is actually older than Pollock. I did not know that. I thought he was a bit younger than that. So Devontae is 26 and Pollock is 25. So I, th I think they should try and keep both of them for sure. Those are both very solid guys. And for forwards, they have a UFA, Tom Kunakel, and Matt Barzell is an RFA. They're definitely going to want to keep Barzell. He could also be offersheeted by a team like Montreal as well. I feel like they definitely want to make a run at him or Dubois. And they also have to resign Derek Broussard and Matt Martin. I think Matt Martin will stay, but Derek Broussard might go. I don't know. They could always find better options for that. And then in the draft, I'm thinking they don't have a first or second, so I don't even have to talk about their draft. But we should probably see if they have any prospects ready to come up. And I'll have a quick glance here. I'm only seeing Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows. Those are very, both very solid guys, don't get me wrong. But 
I don't know. I think Kiefer Bell is most likely to play. But I don't think Wallstrom. I think he'll need another year in the AHL for development. But I think Kiefer Bell should definitely be ready by now. And it'll be interesting to see. I'd love to see him play. So, that's my take on the New York Islanders. I think they're a very solid team. I think they have a chance at the Cup this season. They beat the Panthers. I don't know who they're playing next round. I don't know if that matchup has been determined. But I think it'll be quite a, quite a good matchup, depending on who they play. Yes, it has not been confirmed yet. The only matchups that have been confirmed as of now are that Philly's playing Montreal, Colorado's playing Arizona, Vegas is playing Chicago. Those are the only confirmed ones. Oh, and Tampa Bay. Oh, no. Yeah, Tampa Bay is playing the winner of Columbus-Toronto. I would love to see Columbus play Tampa Bay so much. Oh, that would just make me laugh. If they if they would sweep them, too, that'd be hilarious. Hilarious. The next team is the New York Rangers, and... They're, they're quite interesting. I was not expecting them to be swept by the Hurricanes in the first round. A lot of people were saying Rangers in three, actually. Rangers in five. And they have two firsts. Depending on... Depending on where Carolina or Toronto finishes. Like, if, if Toronto gets eliminated from the first round... And they win Laffy. They're obviously going to keep opt. They have an opt to keep, give them next year's. So then they would have to give them their Carolina's pick. But since Carolina is out of the qualifying round, we don't have to worry about all that crazy mind headaches stuff. So the Rangers have a 12.5% chance at Lafreniere, and that'll be decided. On Monday, after this episode goes up, it'll be at 5.30 Central Time. No, 4. Yeah, 5. No, 4. I don't know. 5 o'clock Eastern, I know that. So I won't be able to watch it, sadly, but I will try and update you guys as quick as possible. I will do a review podcast. Might I, might even be right after. I'll review what happened in the lottery, and I'll do a mock draft, actually. I'll do my mock draft of the first 15 picks, I think it'll be. And let's get into the Rangers here. I've been talking a lot about other stuff. I should probably stay on topic. And for RFAs and UFAs, Georgiev is an RFA. They're gonna, they might want to keep him because I think Hank. I feel so bad for Hank though. Like he, he just wants to win a cup. Like just trade him or like. Oh, it, it's so so bad. Poor guy. But I think Georgiev will be kept, and they might have to trade. Or buy out Lundqvist, and then he'll sign somewhere. Tony D'Angelo, right defenseman, 24 years old, is an RFA. I think they're going to have to try and keep him. And then for forwards, we got UFA Greg McKeg. He's not horrible. RFA Phil Giuseppe. It's a sweet name. He's actually played for Carolina before this. 26 years old. I think he he might have a chance in the organization. And then Brendan Lemieux. He's actually suspended. I don't know. 925k. 
I think he, they'll try and keep him for quite a cheap deal. Jesper Foss, Foss is a UFA. Ryan Storm's an RFA, but I think he could definitely get offer sheeted if he doesn't sign right away in the Rangers organization. It depends. A lot of these teams, if their team will win the number one overall pick, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll stay here. If they're not planning on staying, you're like, yeah, I'll stay here. We got the first overall pick. This is a better market now. Like, let's say Winnipeg wins the first overall pick. Let's just say, for example, I feel like Laurent Bressois might go because I don't think we want Laurent Bressois. I, I know I don't. I know I, I don't like the guy as a goalie. He's horrible. He's absolute dog shit. But I don't know. He he could end up staying. I wouldn't be too sad if he goes. But as as I was saying, if Winnipeg wins the pick, then guys who are expiring, like Dylan DeMello, for example, if he didn't really want to come back, he'd be like, okay, this guy's good. Uh, he's a forward. I'm a defenseman. He's not going to ruin my ice time. I think we def I definitely want to stay now because... This team will be very competitive, especially if I stay. Because Dylan DeMello, he could play top-pairing minutes for the Jets next season. I'd, I'd be happy with that. Maybe even Hanola play top minutes, too. I don't know. But I think I think Winnipeg would be a good fit for him. I don't think he'll stay. It depends on if they win. Like, if they win the number one overall pick, yeah, sure, he's definitely staying with Rangers if they win Lafreniere. But then they got a pretty interesting forward core. Because they're going to have to put... They'll put Panarin left wing and then Zabanajad, and I think Lav would have to play first line. So they put him as right wing on the first line, or maybe second line, and then you put maybe Kako first line, and then then you have Lafreniere. Oh, who do you play second line center? Let's say Ryan Strom does stay. Okay, Ryan Strom stays. So we put Ryan Strom second line center, and we put Pavel Buchnevich on the wing. Oh no, we'd have to put Chris Kreider there, and then Pavel Buchnevich on the third line though. That's a very low line for him to be on. Pa Let's just say Pavel Buchnevich with Philip Cheadle as the center and Jesper Fast. And then Brendan Lemieux with Brett Howden and Julian Gauthier. That's a pretty good lineup, actually. That's a very good lineup. And we got to look at who the Rangers will take. Let's say they get... Because in the draft, I don't think they're going to get like too low of a pick. I think they will get somewhat high of a pick. Let's say they get the... Let's say they get the 11th overall pick. I'm thinking they're definitely going to go for... They're either going to want to go for a center like Connor Zari, depending on how late they are. If they're nice and early, like 9, then I think they'd go for Lundell. If they're... Like, 11. Seth Gervais is always a solid pick. Jake Sanderson, maybe. Jack Quinn would be a good one. I think Jack Quinn would be a good fit there. And plus, they got the later Hurricanes pick, let's say. And I think they could take Marat Kustinov there, or Jacob Perot. Maybe, maybe let's say, Jan Mizak drops. They'd love a guy like Jan Mizak on that team. And for prospects coming in next season, I can see Vitaly Kratsov coming in, maybe playing a third-line role. Maybe Niels Lindquist playing on D. I don't think Keandre Miller will be ready. Lee Anderson's already said he doesn't want to play here anymore. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. 
to see what their team will look up like next season. They'll definitely be a bit more competitive, I think, next season. They're already decently competitive this season, but I think they'll be even more competitive next season. And yeah, so moving on, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers, and they have a very good chance at winning the Stanley Cup. They they have almost all their picks. They're missing their third. They have two sevenths. And for goalies, Brian Elliott's a UFA, but he is a very solid goalie. I think they're definitely going to want to keep him. He's a good mentor to Hart, I think, because Hart is only 21 still. It's crazy how he's still in the NHL and he's only 21. That's crazy. As a goalie, that's crazy. That's how you know he's going to be a great couple of business in his, his future. Justin Braun's a UFA on defenseman. I think I think they definitely won't, might want to keep him. He's he's not horrible. He's pretty solid. Robert Haig and Philippe Myers are RFAs. They're they're not horrible, but they're not the greatest. I feel like Myers will definitely they want to keep. I don't know about Hag though. Hag they could be expendable about. And Shane Gossespierre on defense. He's not expiring anytime soon. But I think he he really did play well in that first couple games I've seen him he, he's not playing horrible he's he's kind of progressing a bit in his he's not in that slump anymore or, or whatever it was and for RFA forwards we got Abby Kubel who apparently last night just lit up the lamp he scored two goals last night on the Tampa Lightning he's playing great uh, they're definitely gonna want to keep Abby Kubel and Derek Grant they might want to keep too and then Joel Farabee and Nate Thompson um Nate Thompson's not horrible. Oh, no, Tyler Pitlick, not Joel Faraby. Tyler Pitlick's good. And then they have Nolan Patrick as an RFA as well, but I don't know. He keeps getting injured. I don't know if they, they might dangle him as trade bait a little bit, to be honest. I could see them dangling him as trade bait. And Oscar Lindblom, they already. Lindblom, they already. Resigned for three years, $3 million a year. Not a horrible contract, not the best contract. He's a decent player, so I guess that is worth it. And the Flyers won the number one seed in the East, so they're going to go pretty far, I think, at the playoffs. So in the draft, I'm thinking they'll have 26th, anywhere from 26th to 30th. And I think they want a winger. So I'm thinking Jake Neighbors, maybe Tyce Milanic, or J.J. Paderka. That's that's the only three I could see going to a team like the Philadelphia Flyers. And I don't know, they're they're that'd be good pickups for them. There's no really like there's no chance that I think any of them will be ready next season for the NHL, so but for prospects they got ready. They got they got one or two who I think might be ready. Igor Zamula, I think, might actually play. I think he did play don't quote me, but I think he's playing right now. Morgan Frost definitely should be playing next season full-time. With Lehigh Valley this year, in 37 games played, he had 26 points. Those are some solid numbers, especially as a 20-year-old. He's only six foot, 180. Maybe he should bulk up a bit. I don't know. Nah, 180 is not horrible at six foot. But yeah, he's definitely a solid player. And the, the Flyers definitely have a solid future. And moving on here. From the Flyers, we're going to go to the next Pennsylvania team, and that is the Pittsburgh Penguins. We only have two teams left here, so let's keep it going here. 
And the Pittsburgh Penguins, they need to make some management training changes here. If it's head coach, get rid of Mike Sullivan. I mean, Jim Rutherford's a good GM. He's know what he, he knows what he's doing. So they don't have their first round pick. Who'd they trade it to? Oh, I think it's traded to Buffalo. Oh no, it got traded to Minnesota Wild. But they did lose the playing round, so if they win the number one overall pick, they'll give them next year's instead. I think that. Okay, this is looking like a good, good pick for the a good trade for the Wild because they get Kalen Addison, Galchenyuk for Zucker, and the first could be anywhere from one to fifteen. But they could, let's say, if it's one to ten, I think they definitely would say, you know what, we'll give you next year's. If it, especially if it's number one, they're gonna say, yeah, we'll give you next year's. You're not getting laugh. Because they get another, they have another one for two. So let's say that the Penguins decide, you know what? I think next year we won't be competitive either. So we're gonna give you this year, even if it's like a number number nine. And they win number one. They'd have a first and ninth overall pick. They could get like Jake Sanderson on defense, even though they don't really need defensemen that much. But I don't know. I'd just say Jake Sanderson, maybe Lundell. Oh no, Lundell and Lafreniere. Their future line is Laf Lundell. Fiala. That is insane. I would love to see that. So yeah, but speaking about the Penguins, let's keep on going here. And they've got a lot of their guys locked up, but they do have a couple who need to be signed still. Like, they're doing some bad contract management. When Brandon Tanev... I, I love Brandon Tanev. Don't get me wrong. He has a no-move-or-trade clause. He's making $3.5 million until 2024. And Brian Rust is making the same exact amount of money as the guy who played on the fourth line. They definitely need to work on their contract management here. And for UFA forwards, Connor Sheary, I think they might want to keep. I love watching Connor Sheary. That 2016-2017 years, those were good to watch. Evan Rodriguez is an RFA. I don't know. I think he's... He's a bit of a moody guy. I think he has an attitude. Doesn't want to play in Buffalo. I mean, I wouldn't want to either. But <laughs> Patrick Marlowe is also a UFA. Uh, I'd love to see him go to a team like Winnipeg. I think they'd love to have him. Him and sign him and Thornton. We got our two center and a third winger. That'd be a great, great play. Jared McCann's an RFA. I think they're gonna try and keep him as well. They might dangle him as a bit of trade bait. Sam Lafferty's an RFA. Anthony Angelo, Dominic Simon. Simon's really the only one I think they definitely should sign. And I've heard rumors of Chris Letang being... He, they might try and move him, maybe. They need to move something. Save cap. Because Yari and Murray are both RFAs this season. This offseason. Like, Murray was making 3.75 and mil. And Yari's making 675k. So that's definitely the better bang for their buck right there. And they're only one year younger. One year older. And for defenseman, Justin Schultz, UFA... I don't know. He's he's a good defenseman. He's definitely not worth that five million dollars. I don't think he's a. I think he's a good defenseman, but I think four million would be better. Yusuf Rakola, he's an RFA as well. And then yeah, Nick Bukestad's making four point one mil for next season. That's a bit much. A bit too much. And Sidney Crosby is actually making less than Evgeny Malkin. So. So that's happening. And for 
prospects who be ready next year. They're literally only good prospect next year will be ready, and that's Samuel Poulin. He's a great solid prospect. This year was Sherbrooke. In 44 games, he had 43 points. He's he's a solid player. And yeah, they definitely need to work on their prospect pool. And this this draft pick, this draft. Let's say let's say okay. Let's say in the draft they get because I hope they don't get Lafreniere, but I wouldn't be surprised. I I have I'll lose faith in the NHL if they do, and and probably will happen though. Let's say just let's say they get the twelfth overall pick. The only three guys I could see him taking are Seth Jarvey, Noah Gunler, and Jack Quinn. I'd love to see Jack Quinn go there as well. Jack Quinn and Seth Gervais are my two favorites. I really like watching. Seth Gervais is from Winnipeg, Manitoba, so I really like him. And I watched a clip of him training at the rink. And he's pretty insane. I've watched his feet. He's got some fast feet. He can move with the puck very well. So, yeah, I think they definitely definitely would love a guy like Seth Gervais in their prospect pool. Moving on, we got the last team here. That's the Washington Capitals. And the Caps, they, they're they a bit interesting because I think they could possibly go far, but I don't know how far they'll actually go. Because no Samsonov, and hope he's playing somewhat hot right now. So I might decide if they keep Hopi next offseason, this offseason. I mean, he's UFA. I could see him going to a team like Detroit or San Jose. But, I don't know. Brent Dillon's a UFA. I'd love to see him go to Winnipeg. Radko Gudis, UFA. I think they're going to try and keep him. RFA, Jonas Siegenthaler. Travis Boyd's an RFA. And Ilya Kovalchuk is an unrestricted free agent. And I, I think he'll stay. He loves being there. So you got a couple of Russian buddies there. Kuzi. Um, Kuzi and Ovi. And Kovi. <laughs> that sounds sweet. Kovi, Kuzi, Uzi. Uzi, not Uzi, Ovi. But yeah, Washington, they're a very solid team. And Connor McMichael, I think he'll be playing in it. I don't, th- I don't know if he's already playing right now, but he will definitely be playing full time next season. Same with Martin for Har, for Harvari, Oh my goodness, I'm sounding stupid right now. For Harvari. Yeah, 2020, 2021. I think he'll be in the NHL by then. Yeah, so... That's really all. And then for the draft. I gotta get the draft, and then this episode is over. And I'm thinking they're gonna get quite a late pick. I could see them taking a winger like Jake Neighbors, maybe centerman Brendan Brisson. And if they want a defenseman, it's going to be Braden Schneider or Jeremy Poirier. Those are really the only good guys available there. So, yeah. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. I had so much fun recording this one. Hope you guys enjoy. Please share it with a friend. Please keep listening. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts if you want. I'd love to see that. Some positive feedback or or constructive criticism too. I'd I'd love to if you have anything you'd like to fix or anything you want me to do differently, go ahead. Feel free to DM me on Instagram, Broly Talks Hockey, or BTH Podcast underscore. 
whichever one you feel like doing. Yeah, I'd love to hear some constructive criticism, actually. Maybe some guests you'd like to see in the future. I don't know, whatever, whatever you guys want. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. See you next Monday.